What's going on? Coach Mateus himself is in the building, everybody. Damn! <laughs> you can give up yards, can't give up points, and that's exactly what Fayetteville did. I would like to see Greenwood Park beat. 16 parlay, minus 16, I'll take Oregon all day. the mouth on the zoom today baby back in stood not in studio but we got him back glad to have you back mouth where you been up to buddy and the mouth has just been everywhere he has <laughs> i mean you've been on the sun and everywhere i i mean i'm just glad to be with with my brothers on the zoom call yes today. exactly back yes. in action i mean it's like like you're coming off from you know been injured reserved or something i mean that boy coming coming off a big Two big Cowboys victories since the last time I was on. Yes, so. sir. Sure, we're hot. We're hot. Boy, I tell you what, man, we got a huge show. All kinds of things going out. Mm-hmm. Even last week with Tyler Wilson on here and, and uh, talking yep. about the big hire of, of Coach Bobby Petrino. We've got two special guests coming on later on today. Tell our people who our guests are. Well, with the announcement of, of Coach Mateos and his return to Fayetteville, uh, we reached out. We'll have Dan Skipper uh, and Sebastian Tritola. Come on the show, talk about uh, Coach Mateos, which I, I'm freaking pumped. I'm yeah. excited about it. Yeah, he's a good one. You know him well, mm-hmm. worked with him, played with him a little bit. I mean, yeah. played for him a little bit, but uh, that's going to be outstanding. Dan Skipper, you know, still yep. rolling around. And oh, he's still, he's still kicking, kicking some butt. He, he sure is. Detroit Lions. Yeah, still. They have a big, I mean, big old lion, too, let me tell you. Yes, and they are, they've are. they been rolling. Me and Mouth might get to see them on the 30th down in, 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 in Dallas, hopefully so. Yes, sir. Hopefully so. Yeah. Well, and we also got other guests on here. I mean, it's a big guest. We're going to bring on Brian Glass, head coach of Prescott Curly Wolves, playing for 3A state championship. Also, mm-hmm. Coach Daryl Fimple, come on and get her high school picks yep. on. And then, of course, Mr. Triple Crown. And so, man, it, I tell you what, what a great show. What a great show we had last week. Boy, mm-hmm. The views and everything, it was it was really popping big time last week. We're going places. No doubt. Well, Brent, you've, you've been gone to mouth. You've been gone a little bit here or there. Heard you on the radio a little bit. Uh, just a quick, let's get a quick thing on your thoughts about the hire of Bob Petrino and, and our new offensive line coach, Coach Mateos. I think Coach Pittman hit a home run on both accounts, my personal opinion. Uh, I told the people on the radio starting last Monday, the mouth has a new lease on life. Now. Oh, he's back. The mouth, the mouth was feeling very, very low until last Tuesday when word started to break out that Bobby Petrino was on his way. And that gives us hope. I can't wait to repurchase my tickets for next year. Now there was doubts on whether I was going to re- whether I was going to seize and ticket up. Oh my year. God! You wouldn't do that. Don't even start but that. Said, but I said the mouse got to We got the coach Petrino. We got coach Mateos. We got to roll with it, baby. We, we got can't get, we got hope. No doubt, no doubt. All right, Bray, go ahead. Who's our BSN hey, guest? Hey, first let, guest. Let's welcome our BSN guest. We have uh, Dan Skipper. And Sebastian Tretola. Guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Coach. Always a good time. Best day of my life. Best day. The, the Badamo is today, my friend. The Badamo <laughs> is uh, with Eric Mateos back back in Arkansas. Uh, so, obviously, you know, with, with our history together and uh, with with all of us playing for him, you know, I, I was excited about it. I know y'all are, too. Um, but, but what are your thoughts? Why is he the right guy for this job here at Arkansas? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Obviously, knowing Taz when he was young, uh, we've kept in contact through it. Um, 
I think the thing that stands out is how much he cares about his guys and he can relate to everyone. Um, like I've come across guys from all of his stops in the league and like every one of those cats is like, I love that dude. I love that dude. And that means so much, um, especially at the college level. And it speaks volumes to the fact that he's had pro guys at every stop. Um, like he can truly, I think he can recruit and develop linemen. And I think that is as a, as a coach more than scheme or anything else like that speaks volumes as you know, talking specifically as an O-line coach. Yeah. And uh, right. Kind of the same thing on this end. I mean, we know tails, you know, we played with them. We, we, we got to sit in the room with them and, and really, really got lucky to 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 come across come across a guy that gelled with Pitt so well, right? We got blessed with Pitt, you know, one of the best, if not the best, uh, online coaches in the nation. And then for Tails to come in under him and really kind of kind of follow that track, right? Kind of be be right there with them and and uh, uh, as far as coaching techniques, coaching style, things like that, and just a, right, a cool dude, a guy you you feel like you can sit down, grab a beer with, have a conversation with, you know. And it it's and and, and I've tracked him uh, since he left Arkansas. I think LSU, Texas State, BYU, Baylor. You know, we've kept in touch and seen it kind of come full circle. And and really, the fellas, right, Pitt at the helm, and and, and Mateo's handling the big guys. It's I'm excited. I'm excited to see what uh what 2024 is going to bring us. Sure. I mean, you look at, uh, like you said, you know, his, the stops that he had after Arkansas and today, I don't know if you saw, uh, he made the comment that it was almost like his, everything that he did since he left here was, in, was to try and get back uh, to Arkansas. <laughs> and so uh, for me, uh, you know, it just feels right uh, uh, to see him in red uh, out there. And I'm excited for him. Uh, but Coach Williams? Yeah, I got to ask you two guys. You're both pretty aggressive guys when you played and still are. And I love every bit. I'm an old, old line coach and the old offensive lineman myself. What will he bring to the table? Because I look at you guys as aggressive guys. And watching our old line this past year, you know, wasn't as physical. You guys watched it. How does he bring out that aggressiveness and the physicality that you you two guys, all three of you, played with or, or worked with him? How does he bring that out in you guys? You know, I think the the first part of playing fast and aggressive and physical is you have to know where you're going, what you're doing. You have to be locked in on your assignment. Um, there were times this year that it didn't quite look like everyone was on the same page. And, um, you know, I think that, when you're thinking you're not playing physical, playing fast, doing all those things. So getting guys on the same page, you know, having, um, you know, the ability to just get out there and go play fast and go play hard. That is kind of the, the separator, uh, in my eyes, um, you know, know where you're going, know how to get there. Everyone's going to the same spot. Now let's go play physical and you can worry about that after, but, if you're constantly sitting there trying to figure out well, uh, uh, who do I have, who, you can't do it. Right. And just and, and right, uh, right along with that, you know, just kind of having a baseline, right? You know, we, we, we know the three of us know freaky deekies, you know, you want some freaks in the room. You want, you want guys that are embarrassed to lose, you know, more so than uh, uh, technique, you know, really being really good at technique or really, 
you know, in the playbook, you want a guy that said, I'm not going to go out here and I'm not going to get, you know, my butt whipped. Like, that's not going to happen. I don't care what I have to do. Uh, you know, uh, Lord knows I love him, but Skippy will, you know, Skippy, we know. Skippy will, you know, a little tug, a little trip. You know, you're going to know Dan Skipper is, is out there, right? Safety with Coach. Coach had his moments. I had my moments in – and and I think that's <clears throat> that that that's what made Pitt right who he is and Mateos being a disciple of Pitt. You know, it, it 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 it's once again we said already we'll say it probably a million times. It's full circle. It just it makes sense. And 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 putting those things together on top of being your playbook, knowing what's going on, backers right, Mike backers, defensive line shifts, you know, tendencies, things like that. I think it's going to make for some very very impressive. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right, Sebastian. But if you can see, you just joined the old uh, podcast. Coach Mateus himself is in the building, everybody. Hey, yo! Live There he is. Yes. Hey, <laughs> What up, boys? That's, that's a live shirt you got on. So you're in Fayetteville. I mean, I, listen, I'm in here. Up here it says, up here in the staff meeting, it says, Skip was here. On the top, <laughs> been there, been there for been there for ten years. I, I checked. That was the first thing. That was the first thing I checked when I got here was uh-huh. to make sure that was still up there. It's gonna stay there. I don't think anybody can take that down for sure. Well, yeah, coach, congratulations. Thanks, dude. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. Sorry I didn't get back to you. You know, I've only gotten 478,000 texts. <laughs> no, no doubt. But you caught, you, caught me, you caught me at the right time. I just got done watching transfers for about 12 hours, and I just closed my notebook, and I saw your text, and I clicked, the, clicked your link. So, good call. You got me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, Coach. How, what up? Yeah. How, how did this all transpire? I mean, you just – you get the phone call and I'd imagine it happened pretty quick. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, when, when there was a, it was kind of, it was kind of crazy because there was some change going on at Baylor. Um, our offensive coordinator was let go and, and there was a little bit of like, am I going to be here or not? And then, you know, Baylor, Baylor, obviously, you know, they decided they wanted me to be there. And then at the same time though, coach Pitt called me and said, Hey, uh, you interested in, in doing this and I mean it took me like you know five milliseconds to say yes so but yeah it's, it's happened fast and that, I mean but that's how it happens always now nowadays you know especially with the recruiting opening up and us need to get on the road we need to get it done fast too sure is so is that I mean is that priority number one I mean are you you on the road or, or kind of what does I, that look I, like I'm wa- watch guys all day today I'm gonna get on a 645 flight tomorrow morning so jump right into it Yep, right into it, man. Right into it. Yep. Hey, Co- Coach, this is Coach uh, Jeff Williams. I don't know if y'all met. Uh, What's up, Jeff? Hi, Coach. How you doing, man? Long time no see. Met you a long time ago. I'm old and you forgot, and don't worry about it. It's been everything. <laughs> well, let, let me ask you this, Coach, and then, and then I'm going to kind of go with, with, with Skip and Sebastian, too. The, the hire of Bobby Petrino, which you, you hadn't worked with, with Coach Petrino in, in that part of was that excitement and what you want to bring? Plus, work with Coach Pittman. You know, you've worked with him and uh, right. you know his background. What's your thoughts? And and you know, you got to get players right now. But getting with him, getting in the lab. Well, I think the the coolest thing in my mind about Coach Petrino is you could you could put on some tape from 2010 and 2011, 
and you're going to see a style of offense with some play actions, a little bit, a little bit of run and shoot, a little bit of West Coast style, um, running the football from under center. You can see that on the tape, and you know you're like, oh, okay, this is this is Coach Petrino's offense. Well, then I remember, you know, you fast forward five years, six years, and you're watching his offense with Lamar Jackson, and it's it's two tight ends off the ball, split zone read, split zone read crack, split zone fake read, slice, all these ways to utilize Lamar Jackson's skill set. And to me, that's the sign of a great coach that's going to adjust their offense to their players. And and I think anytime you're an offensive coach, you got to it's your job to make sure that you do what your players do best. And and just that that alone gets me excited because I know, you know, coach can do he can coach anything and he can run, we can run any scheme or any system we need to run here to win games and we're gonna base it off of our guys you know and just the fact that you have a guy who's done that and been in two different worlds I mean it's exciting when you're a line coach I mean there's nothing worse when you're a line coach and your coordinator wants to do this this and this and it's like I don't, I don't know I don't know if we can do that you know <laughs> but so having having a guy like that that's that fires me up well, great. Skip, what was your thoughts? I think it's great. Um, I never – obviously never played right. with him, never met him. But, you know, hearing the the fan reaction, um, you know, obviously that was when Arkansas was rolling. So anytime you can get people like that who care about the state, want to do well, um, care about winning, um, you know, and, I, you know, I, that's huge. You know, winning – keep the main thing the main thing, and that's winning games. So that's uh, – you know, excited to see, and obviously, um, you know, the type of offensive schemes, you know, how multiple they are. Um, you know, I think that's exciting that you're not pigeonholed like Coach Patez said. Exactly. Sebastian, what was your thoughts when you first heard it? Yeah, I mean, kind of same thing as Skip. I didn't uh, have the chance to play with them, but obviously, you know, coming in, the older guys, you hear stories, right? You hear you – hear, the evil scientist, right? The mad genius, you know, the guy that will just carve up any defense in the world and, 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 and he can do it at will, you know? And then, you know, I'm a California kid born and raised, right? I obviously heard of Darren McFadden, but outside of that, I didn't hear about Arkansas until Bobby Petrino and Ryan Mallett. Right. And that's kind of, that, that's kind of, and that's my first time hearing about it and really kind of seeing uh, the school and the, the successes that they had. And uh, you know, I think I think we know we we know what we got you know we know what we got he's 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 really really good right and you know I I understand there's a little bit of hoopla and, and mess about you know but redemption is a thing you know if they if if if, if redemption stories weren't a thing Arkansas would have never heard of Sebastian Tertoli you know I, I I made my mistakes and I I had to go junior college and I ended up changing things around and you know had a hell of a career there so. You know, you take that and 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 do with it what you may. But uh, seeing what he's done, knowing who he is, and 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 the, just the anticipation. I mean, it, it's exciting. It, it's the mo- I felt personally the, the the most exciting Arkansas football has had in a long time. Well, good deal. Well, coach, I'm gonna hit you this, and I'll turn it back over to Bray. It's opened up. The portals opened up. Talk to our audience. How chaotic that is. Yeah, but get keeping your own, and you're you just talked about sitting 12, 14 hours watching guys on film. What's your process looking at this week? You're jumping on a plane, 
with this portal deal. Talk to us about what your role is right now in that situation. Um, I think that it's about exactly what you think it is. I mean, I think everything that people think it is, it's exactly that. And it's even more chaotic maybe because of the amount of information that is just constantly rolling over. I mean, minute after minute and, um, you need a you need a great team. You need a great team of people to stay on top of it to keep it organized. Because if you don't, then uh, you know you miss somebody or you miss something. And so, I mean, just in one day here is unbelievable. I mean, just the amount of people that have been helping me and and helping getting things organized from from that standpoint. So, really impressed with the system we got set up here. And and for me, it's just the challenge I think in the portal is making sure you get the right guys and you don't suffer from FOMO. And uh, what I mean is like, hey, there's got this guy's in the portal. We need to we need to offer him a scholarship. And you don't do any background on him. You don't talk to his coaches. You don't talk to people that know him. You don't watch the film. You just, hey, this, this other school offered him, so we're going to offer him. You see that happen a lot with people. And um, – you know, the goal for me would be to avoid that and not really care who's offered somebody. And we're going to find the right guys and the right mix of guys. And and um, to me, and all three of these guys know, the best O-lines aren't always the most talented. A lot of times the best O-lines are the ones that play the best together and have the, the best chemistry. And so um, that goes into it too. And that's a whole nother part of the equation that becomes a huge challenge for me and it's a challenge I'm certainly excited about but it's going to be a lot of work to make sure we get the right mix of guys good deal yeah and you're absolutely right you look back at our years playing together and the camaraderie I think that we had as an O-line room I think was was powerful and that's why uh you saw some success obviously having the biggest O-line in, in college and NFL football also helps but uh, <laughs> that does a trick uh, but but thanks guys for for coming on uh obviously coach congratulations to you uh welcome back to Fayetteville thank you hey, yes <laughs> hey I'm already, I'm already working on a new fake field goal. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm talking, talking about, about. buddy. That's the leak, the file leak. Yes. You got to bring it back, man. <laughs> I love it. Hey, I love it. The great, the greatest quarterback to ever come out of San Bernardino. You know, talk about it. Talk about <laughs> it. Come on, because somebody has to talk about it. <laughs> I uh, appreciate you guys. Yeah, Love you yeah. guys. I'll see you. Love you. See you guys. Right, guys. Love you too. Man, what what insights, man. I tell you what, yeah. just unbelievable. I mean, what a, I mean, the insights with what what we got to do offensive mm-hmm. line to get that change. It was great to hear from, hear from him. Yeah, Mateos is the guy to do it. You know, like he said, Mateos' track record and what he's done and, and his love, I think, for this state and this program. Uh, and obviously, his former players are excited. So, full speed ahead. You know, that's an area, and Brent, you, you've hit on it a little bit. You know, that's an area I really think if we can get the old line fixed, mm-hmm. man, I, I, right. I, you know, we, we still got people portaling in and out. We won't know till later sure. on. Brent, real quick, real briefly, what, uh, I mean, what are you going to look, think coach, coach is going to bring to their offensive line? I think he's going, I think he's going to bring a, a physica- physicality like they had when coach, when coach Cook was playing for the, oh. for the, uh, 
Here we well, go. Right on the Razorback offensive line under Coach Mateos and uh, Coach Pittman. I believe we're going to be physical, baby. We're back getting physical. I like it. Well, let's go ahead and do this. It's it's time for our high school. Let's go ahead. We're going to Come bring on. in uh, our one of BSN guests, Bobby Swaffer. He's doing the play-by-play this Saturday for our state championship games. What a great weekend last weekend. I mean, I mean, the Fayetteville, Bentonville, we'll recap a little bit. Then, of course, Parkview just keeps rolling. And then the boys down at Bigelow getting down and dirty like we thought they would. <laughs> Uh, against DPC. Let's recap last week. Some okay. big crowds and let's talk. Let's get into a two way. What'd you see with the two way game with Bigelow and EPC? Yeah, really, the two way championship was one at the line of scrimmage, coach. I mean, yeah. it's a line of scrimmage game, really, no matter what classification you play. I thought EPC was going to have the best player on the field with Dennis Gaines, but the play up front negated that. They didn't, they didn't let the running back for the Warriors break loose. Uh, Bigelow and, and their big guys up front did a nice job of, of shutting up the running lanes and really not allowing the UCA commit to break free and really make do much damage whatsoever. Bigelow struck early and they had a huge crowd. There wasn't anybody left in the town of Bigelow. So if, if you were a thief and you wanted to rob something, you could have had a field day in the town of Bigelow uh, Friday at noon. But the, their entire crowd was there. It was about 4,500 people. We were thinking about just on their sideline alone. Uh, it was really an impressive crowd and Bigelow fed off of it. And once they got the lead, they weren't going to be stopped. Well, they were they were amazing. Had what an amazing year, and then we you know you get into the uh, the six A game, Little Rock Christian mm-hmm. Greenwood. Greenwood just they talked to Chris Young. He didn't feel like they played well, but they won. <laughs> I thought they played yeah. good, but uh, you know, kind of getting you know Chris getting his first state state mm-hmm. championship as as a head coach. Big big rematch, and Greenwood just kept doing what Greenwood does. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. I mean, I, I was really surprised that uh, the lack of adjustments, I guess, from Little Rock Christian. I thought with just a three-man front from Greenwood's defense, they were dropping a spy. I thought they really probably should have tried to run the football a little bit more, maybe test that Greenwood defense. That's how teams have beaten Greenwood in the past. Uh, you, you, you play sound defense, but you also you run the football to limit their possessions uh, because if you give Kane Archer and that offense too many opportunities, uh, they're going to toast you. And Arrington, the wide receiver, was really impressive. He made a couple of moves. Uh, that were just second to none. I mean, some of the best juke moves and the spin move that you're ever going to see. And then Kane Archer uh, was the better quarterback on the field. There wasn't even wasn't even close debate, to be quite honest. Uh, the way the sophomore played didn't look like a 15 or 16 year old. Really impressive. Congrats to Coach Young, his first state championship. Uh, Greenwood deserved that title because they were clearly the better team. Yeah, I thought they were. I thought they were all year in, the, in that classification. Well, then we go uh, Saturday afternoon. There we get the the yeah. Bill Fayetteville game. Kind kind of sloppy at times, but you mm-hmm. know you see that a lot of times. The state championship game, especially how familiar those two were. Casey Dick goes and gets his first, yeah. first state championship, and uh, you know runs undefeated, which has never been you know done as far as right. in the last century at least. And and uh, at Fayetteville, got to give those guys a lot of credit. And they were they were just perfect all year long. Yeah, I mean, those two just went back and forth. And, I mean, first you got to give a tip of the cap to Bentonville. They were up to the challenge. Oh, yeah. Uh, Carter Nye played outstanding. He's probably the best quarterback that nobody's ever heard of. Uh, I mean, really, really good football player. He could be a Saturday player if he wants to be. I don't know what his future plans are going to be. Uh, but, you know, he, he and C.J. Brown were on the same page. The Arkansas committed receiver played really well. They, they kept Fayetteville off balance just enough with what they were doing defensively. Uh, but but in the end, you know, big Drake Lindsay and his arm uh, kind of took over. They had when they needed to drive most, they were able to put it together and put it in the end zone and took that lead in the fourth quarter. But I, I, I was 
probably more impressed with than anything else the Fayetteville defense in the red zone. They would bend inside the 20s, but once once Bentonville was able to move the ball into the red zone, they would stiffen up and some some in, self-inflicted wounds from Bentonville, some penalties that backed them up. But Fayette will turn up the pressure. They they tie, time up a, a blitz or two and knock Bentonville not only out of field goal range but out of field position. Made them punch one time when they were in the inside the red zone. And you you, you know more than anybody, coach. If if you play defense inside the twenties, you're going to be pretty successful. You can give up yards, can't give up points, and that's exactly what Fayetteville did. Yeah, no doubt. Well, then you have the night. You know, here we are, the nightcap <laughs> a little bit with uh, you know Parkview. Patriots, Coach Daryl Fimple, who's ranked number one, he's been on those guys all year long. Mm-hmm. Another perfect season and just dominant. Yeah. And, you know, had some style points there at the yeah. end a little bit also. But, man, what an unbelievable run by Parkview. And, and you got to give mm-hmm. shout out a lot of credit. They went on the road just to get there, going to Valley View, going to Pine Bluff and getting there. But at the end of the day, just like we all knew, beginning of the year, Parkview's best 5A team, no doubt, in the state of Arkansas. Yeah, there's no question, and, and and that game really was never close. I mean, the the physicalness uh, up front, just the physicality of what Parkview does offensively and defensively stands out. You know, you thought that maybe Shiloh, if they're going to run the football, they can get Bo Williams going just a little bit, and maybe they can soften it up. They they weren't having it. You know, obviously you can't turn the football over once against a team like Parkview, let alone four times in the first half. Uh, just too much athleticism, too many missed tackles for Shiloh's defense. They'd, they'd get a hand on Eric McGee, the quarterback, or the running back, but they couldn't get him on the ground, get way too many yards after contact. And uh, one, once that started to snowball and go downhill, that game was over pretty quickly. Uh, the conversation can be had. You know, Parkview did beat Bryant earlier in this year. Uh, they're in the conversation. I'm not going to say they're the best team because obviously a 7A schedule is tougher from week one to week 10 than a 5A schedule is. But Parkview, Greenwood, and Fayetteville are all in the conversation to be crowned the, the best team in the state no doubt no doubt well let's get into this week's games we got two games left for the yeah. regular season here let's start with our noon game two powerhouse programs mm-hmm. boonville bearcats long against the prescott curly wolves i mean if yeah. you get to brawl up tradition in high school football in arkansas it's like uh you know they're gonna be <laughs> in the top five conversations of any, right. any classifications what do you see in this game uh, you could have asked me on October 1st, August 1st, or December 1st, and I would have told you the last two teams playing are going to be Boonville and Prescott. I mean, yeah. that, that's how, too, how good these two teams have been all season long. Uh, you start with Boonville. I mean, obviously, the, the power run game and Dax Golf, a 2,000-yard rusher, uh, had some had some offers to some D1 schools, going to go to Harding, but that, trip, that triple option attack. Uh, you know, a lot of people think he's the best Boonville player ever, and for a program that's won four or five state championships and been to a couple other, that's saying something. Uh, and so they're just going to be a ground and pound. They're, they're a team that's built for November and December uh, because they, they play defense. The, the whole town's going to show up. They're going to be behind them. And if you don't stop the fullback, if you run that triple option, if you don't stop the fullback, it's going to be a long day. I, I remember watching Boonville take on Osceola in a championship game. I think it was 2018. It's sleeting. It's it's raining. It's about 25 degrees. First play of the game, fullback trap up the middle for about 70 yards. And the game was over because they, they wanted no part of it. Uh, so you, you got to withstand that early, those body blows that Boonville's going to keep giving you. And then Prescott, on the other hand, I mean, they've been ranked number one or two all season long. They've got to find a way to one stop and play, play sound defense and stop that run game. But they got to go on the edge as well. I mean, they, they got playmakers. Uh, they've got a really good quarterback. And so they're going to have to find ways to, to make some explosiveness. Uh, Boonville has shown it time and time again in the state championship game when they play the Warrens, they play the Osceola's. They're going to drop back and cover four. They're going to they're going to make you throw it underneath and say, okay, can you do this 10, 12 times down the field because you're not going to be this deep. And so Prescott's got to be patient. They can't force the football down the field because if they do, that's when they're going to get in trouble. 
Well, that ought to be a great game at noon. I mean, I mean, what a way yeah. to start it off. Then the nightcap, let's go. Well, Rivercrest Coast, yeah. man, over there riding the cold around town. They went over there and took mm-hmm. care of the bowl this past week. And, and uh, man, just I watched a lot of that game. Just very, very impressed with Rivercrest. Saw Mervyn's mm-hmm. Mills and here or there. They're coming in hot against the Harding Academy team that has just been unscathed, buddy. And, yeah. and, you, and you've lined them up. I mean, Malvern took care of business. Drive up here to Elkins. What a great game with those guys in Elkins. Yeah. A phenomenal year took care of business. These two know each other. You, you they, uh-huh. they, they played against each other down there in Warren Memorial Stadium. What you seeing this one? Yeah, it's uh, you know, Rivercrest is the I mean, you can call them a surprise team, but they are they've obviously been in the finals a bunch before. But you look at the playoff run that they've made, it's it's really impressive. You can talk about all the offenses you want in 4A CAC, Elkins, Harding, Warren, Arkadelphia. They're not giving up points. I mean, you hold a Warren team last week to 14 points, 12 the week before to Arkadelphia. I mean, they're shutting people down. In, in a day and age where it's usually the race to 40 to see who wins, they're playing defense. And, and that's the most important thing that jumps out, out to you with, with that Rivercrest team. And, and, but with Harding, I mean, you know what you're going to get. I mean, they're going to put pressure on all three levels of your defense with their passing game. They're not going to run it a ton, but they're going to shock you every now and then when they do it, especially the quarterback run game. Uh, and we've seen them go out and put 60 points in the state championship game. And, you know, not many times can you say Harding's got a chip on their shoulder, but they do from last year. I mean, they took it on the chin for Malvern. And so they're going to have to bounce back and really think about, okay, we're going to finish this up. They know they're moving up to 5A next year. And so they're going to want to go out with style and, and get a win against a really, really good Rivercrest squad. Yeah, Coach, Coach Neil Evans has done a great job at Harding yeah. They've just been rolling to have for years. It's it's like they get the same guys. I mean, it's like they throw it seventeen yeah. different times, and you know, you know, all that rolls, and, and they play hard. And Rivercrest has just been impressive four decades, buddy. Four decades, yeah. those guys, man. Four decades, just killing people. Uh, yeah, all the roommates from there. He sent me a long video. I picked the Warren Lumberjacks last week and heard all about it. So you know how it goes. But in the coldest I've ever been in my entire life was in Wilson, Arkansas. Oh yeah. So back in back in my newspaper days, I I, I think I'm going to sit in the press box. I'm going to be cushy. Mansfield went out there. I think it was a third round game. It might have been a week of Thanksgiving. I go out there. You know, I've got jeans and a shirt, but I got my jacket with me. Open air press box. I'm sitting there, just shivering, trying to tighten my fingers. Can't get anything to work. And so then I roll into the field house with the, with the swimming pool that's, you know, still smells like chlorine. Oh, it was, it was one of the longest nights of my life. I'm dressed in it by that swimming pool for, buddy. <laughs> 1992, dressed in that. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, I see we're out buying cars. Out buying cars. Yeah, we're, yeah, working on a car. You know, I got to take care of the wife so she doesn't, she doesn't trade me in for a newer model. I'm going to trade her car in for a newer model. Atta boy. Atta boy. Yeah. Ahead of the game right there, man. Yeah. All right, man. Well, hey, PBS at noon. Yeah, Arkansas PBS at noon and at 6.30, both of them live. You live inside the state of Arkansas, you can watch it on the website for free as well. So you can you got to go out and run errands on Saturday. You can watch it on your phone too. Awesome, awesome. Thanks for coming on, Bobby. You got it, Coach. Take care, man. See ya. A great job last week. Yep. We've got two great games coming up. Uh, Boonville and Prescott, just two traditions. Rivercrest and Harding Academy. Man, people at Rivercrest, they've been they've – been, They've been on the show, baby. They've been putting video out. Yep. They they want – don't count those guys out by very much. Well, let's go ahead and bring our BSN guest this week, Coach Daryl Fimple for our high school picks. Back again. The mouse here with us. Hey, mouse been gone. Mouse, mouse Bob, been he's, he's – he's, 
He's figured this same thing out, done a little studio out of the studio deal, but he's back. Everybody's happy to have the mouth back. Guys, let's recap a little bit last week. Let's let's start uh, in the semi. Well, let's, let's hold off on those. Let's recap the state championship games, which I believe I hit every one of those. Uh, every freaking one of them, man. I believe, what was that, 4-0, and 5-0 there? Hey, yeah, I'll go with that. So um, let's get with the 2A. The boys, I told you, they're going to get down dirty, the Bigelow. Break it hey, down, Fit Coach Fuckle, what you see? around there. Look yeah. at Bigelow there. Hey, once again, uh, uh, it was a it was a dad duo, coaching duo again. I, I love the newspaper. Can we get on board like a little early so we get some information out on these teams a little early? I, that's all I got to say. Because Bigelow is a great story. 32 years, their first state title in 32 years. The quarterback at Bigelow, uh, had won a state title on the basketball team because his dad's the basketball coach. <laughs> and he was the starting third baseman on the runner-up baseball oh, yeah. team. So we did, buddy. And he was MVP of the game. Yeah. I mean, so come on, Bigelow. <laughs> Bigelow burned a candle, too. They went in that locker room and they burned a candle. They were ready to go. They were out. ready to go, man. They, they had a physical, chip buddy. on their shoulder. Oh, they, yeah. they had a great game plan on gains. Uh, you know, uh, like I said, they he threw for three touchdowns. Uh, 32 years. The guy took over 0 and 10 from his dad. How was that discussion, man? Thanks, son. Who's gonna drop hey, this thanks. old 10 off for you? you hey, yeah. Thanks a lot, Dad. Thanks for the, you know the, giving me the job there, man. <laughs> really appreciate yeah. it. But yeah, what a great job they did. The Gaines boy finishes at EPC with over 3,200. Uh, I mean, 3,200 yards rushing, uh, and he finished his career with 6,986 yards and 94 so touchdowns. Oh my! So Ooh. EPC is looking and seeing if there's any gains left in EPC. <laughs> Anybody? No doubt. No doubt. Well, then we go, then we go. Here we go. We get to the uh, the nightcap uh, uh, Friday night Friday night's game with Greenwood and Little Rock Christian. Greenwood just just perfect. I mean, perfect all year. Overcame injuries, did everything. Chris Young and that crew. Chris Young's first state championship as a head coach. Amazing job by those guys. Break, what did you see there just watching that one? Daryl? Well, I, I tell you what is amazing about that one was, of course, Coach Young, you know, wins one. Time of possession. Yeah. Uh, Greenwood had the ball for 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Little Rock Christian was trying everything they could. They they only had the ball for eight, uh, 17 minutes and 55 seconds. Uh, Walter White was phenomenal. Uh, 25 of 49 for 355, three TDs, three interceptions, though. And that's what we talked about yeah. earlier about Greenwood. Uh, they'll pick you. Yes. Uh, and they did. They had three interceptions on the night. Uh, Cash Archer had six tackles, one and a half sacks. That guy's a man child. They they did all kinds of illegal stuff trying to block that guy. <laughs> guy still made plays. Uh, they had three interceptions by two, uh, three different people. In the secondary, uh, the Davis boy ran the ball for Greenwood for 29 carries for 156 yards, and then Kane Archer, uh, the younger brother that's the quarterback that guaranteed they were going to win, he definitely came through. He pulled a little Joe Namath out of the old, old pocket and said, hey, we're coming back for this one, guys. So, yeah, he got a big win there in War Memorial for Greenwood. Uh, and like I said, you, if you look at the yards, uh, you know, Greenwood pounded it on yeah. the ground, 251 yards rushing. And like I said, kept the time of possession, kept Little Rock uh, uh, Christian off the field. No doubt. So that was a good game. Oh, it was Greenwood's a good game. really good. Yeah, both, both teams. I'd like to see Greenwood Parkview. Yeah, let's set it up. They always talk about the overall in basketball, bringing it back. Heck, let's do it in football. 
lining up out there. Let's see where we're at in life, baby. Yes. Let's see where we're at. Let's do it. Well, yes. then let's let's go to Saturday at seven eight game rematch. Bentonville Fayetteville Fayetteville kids up when st- comes out. Casey Dick gets his first state championship as a Fayetteville head coach. Back and forth, man. Those guys knew each other so well. I mean, it's unbelievable. It was hard to disguise what we were trying to do. Yes, yes exactly. But then Fayetteville just said, the heck with it. We're just going to start throwing that sucker off the place. <laughs> and then bless Bentonville's heart. I mean, they've been so good in the red zone all year long, and they just get down there. I mean, one time it was like fourth and 49. I mean, they yeah. got pushed back so far. It was unbelievable. Uh, I've never seen anything like that. But, you know, two great quarterbacks. I mean, the Nye boy threw for 329 yards. Uh, you know, he had the the two touchdowns. Lindsey was 27 of 38 for 355. One TD, and he threw two picks uh, that kind of kept it close. Uh, their defensive line, I think, at Fayetteville made a huge, I mean, huge stands in the red zone, yeah. uh, and I think that was the difference in that game. Um, and like I said, they they uh, they both, and I that was the one game I missed was Bentonville. I thought that Bentonville yeah. would uh, be able to pound them down there in the red zone, and I was completely wrong on that one. Well, and I went with my experience on that pick right there, Coach Fimple, is <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. usually if they beat me the first time, they beat me the second time. And if I beat them the first time, we beat them the second time. So I just went on experience on that one. They could have went either way. But Fayetteville's defense. You're a playoff coach. You yeah, a playoff that's coach. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Fayetteville's defense outstanding. Uh, the Nightcap, Parkview, they just do what they do. I mean, yeah. we don't, don't even need to get into it. I mean. Do what they do. do. I mean, <laughs> unbelievable plan with uh, defensively. Golly, what a plan. Oh, Damn. what a plan. And yeah. offensively, they and were again, hey, Let's... he went over there and borrowed some guys. Exactly. And he went over there and got, got settles, got two interceptions. <laughs> See, Bobby's not scared. Come on over, buddy. Come on over. That guy over here just for a little while. Uh-huh. Interceptions in the game. And the quarterback, you know, we haven't talked about the – Oh. Eric McGee, because he kind of gets overlooked. Uh, he was MVP, 270 yards through the air, four touchdowns. Uh, they only ran 43 offensive plays. That's all we need, man. That's all we need. That's, That's unbelievable. They ran 43 offensive plays and beat Shallow like Unbelievable. That. So, yeah, it was amazing. Well, let's get into this. Let's get into this for me, you in the mouth here, and uh, get into our picks for the week. What's our top five? I know there's people swarming around. It's been swarming. Do it, do it. I'm telling you right it. now. It's, it's impressive. It's an impressive top five is what it is. Is what it is. It's impressive. Number one, you know it's going to be Parkview. That's why I want the overall. I want the overall because I want to see I want to see Bigelow faces Fayetteville just to see what happens. Yeah. Uh, just come to big, big, come big, get a big charter bus and just bring them to War Memorial. I think that'd be awesome. But yeah, my part, now my big top five is Parkview is going to be my number one team in the state of Arkansas, Fayetteville's two. You got to think both of those guys that yeah. combined for how many losses this year? Zero. Zero, baby. That's how you get the top two right there, buddy. You, you, you finish with zero at the end of your uh, record. So I got Parkview, Fayetteville, Greenwood, who is also – how many games did they lose? Zero. Zero. <laughs> Zero's the theme here. All right, and I'm going to stick with number four, though, being Bentonville. I think Bentonville at the yeah, end of the year. Yeah, you got to give it to them, man. medal there. That'd be another four. You know, last week I went on the Prescott Curly Wolves, but you know who I'm going with this week? Oh. Who who also has a zero by their name? 
Hardy. There's only one Bigelow. <laughs> Undefeated Bigelow, man. Maybe straight perfect Bigelow. So, All Vic- right? That's why they're in my top five. Those dudes are top five material right there. Oh, God. I love, I love that story. I won 10 four years ago, four conference championships. This guy just rolls in there with not one article. Not one article. <laughs> not one article on our guy. Uh, you better start writing some articles on Bigelow. That's, that's exactly that's, right. What are we the doing? Five right there. What are we the doing? new five. Well, let's get into it right here, guys, both of you. Uh, our noon game, we got Boonville, who you know, just is taking care of business against the Prescott Colonel. was Boonville. Uh, took care of Glen Rose last week. Prescott took care of Mansfield. What two legendary programs right here. I mean, oh, yes. yeah. And before we get into this game, let's go ahead and bring on our BSN guest, Prescott Curly Wolf head coach, Coach Brian Glass. Hey, congratulations, man, the Curly Wolves back in there again, that state final just where you're always at. And y'all just had – I think Coach Fimple put a stat like y'all won a, over 100 games in 10 years. I mean, that's an amazing. And you go back with Eddie Jackson, the pole guy, and you guys, I mean, y'all have all been there. All Curly Wolves always been together. Well, talk to me a little bit about this, Coach. Uh, let's talk a little bit about last week and where you're at. You, you, you beat Mansfield last week to, to punch your ticket there. Where are we at with your team as, as far as progression? You know, you still got to practice. You still got to get better this week. And where are we at injury-wise? And where's your football team at right now going into the state finals? You know, Coach, we are, we're really pretty healthy for being this far into the season. Hadn't got any major injuries. We've been blessed uh, on that end. Uh, got some some bangs and bruises, but some stuff that guys are going to be able to tough it out and and uh, be be able to play this week. Um, uh, as far as progressing, man, our defensive line has been playing really good. Linebackers tackling well, and uh, the secondary uh, uh, had a couple new guys back there this year, and they they've just came on, and it, it's it's been a it's been a tremendous defensive unit all year. And then, of course, offensively, our our, our offensive line was was a little bit young early. But they're coming together now. We're able to run the ball a little more effectively. And, uh, you know, we've been throwing it around. we got some good skilled kids that can catch it. And they get some space, you know, they can go. And uh, we, we're playing pretty good football right now. No doubt. One thing we do down there in Prescott, we do play defense, buddy. We play right. defense down there for 100 years. We're going to play defense for the next 100. That's well, exactly let's get right. into this. Let's get into this. Uh you know, just two powerhouse programs. I mean, we're talking about, you know, Prescott and then, you know, Boonville, who's just been rolling all year long. And you know them, they know you. And, you know, I know y'all both been up and down and different classifications at times. But yeah. this Boonville team, one thing about Boonville, they execute better than anybody you'll ever see. I mean, they just don't make a lot of mistakes. Talk to us what talk to us a little bit what you have to do as a group to get the victory and, and what do you see on film on tape about, about Boonville? Well, you know, the defense is going to have their biggest challenge of the year. There's no doubt about it. You said it, they just don't make mistakes. They execute really well. Um, you know, when they do make a mistake, you know, a lot of people kind of think they're three yards in a cloud of dust only, and they, they can get a motion penalty and go to first and 15 uh, or second and 10 and they, they can still go get a first down. You know, they're explosive as well. Uh, you know, and they're even throwing the ball around a little better. They, they, the passing game actually kind of broke the game open uh, last week with Glenn Rose. But you know, they do a great job. And you said it: traditional powerhouses. It just doesn't get much better than Prescott and Boomer. When you talk about from the '70s to present, and still 
the same type of success in the 2000s, you know. Some were, were great back then and maybe fell off a little, but it, it's two programs that, that, that really kept it going really well. We've got five state championships. They've got four. And, uh, you know, it's just Arkansas football, high school football tradition. That's all you can say about it. Well, it is. It's just big boy football. I yeah, mean, everybody in town plays it, and you just nailed for you know from the seventies, eighties, nineties, all the way now. I yeah. mean, when you think of you know Arkansas football, though those two Prescott and Boonville, they're going to be in the top ten anybody's list. That's right. Well, coach, tell me this: uh, we got you know, you guys, you're healthy. You've been playing good uh, going into Boonville. You talked about they don't make mistakes. What's a key matchup we need to look at? Might be an offensive, defensive lineman. What I mean, there's always key matchups. A lot of people can't see if they're watching the game. What what do they need to zero in on? We have got to continue to be great tacklers all night long for four quarters. Uh, they're going to hand the ball to, to uh, Ray Rylan Ray and Dax Golf. They're two uh, guys that are two hundred twenty pounders, and they run it tough. And and we've we've worked, we've got a challenge of wrapping them up and getting them to the ground over and over and over again. Some teams, the 3A teams, have not been able to do that for four quarters. That's what we've got to do. Well, that's why they're playing in December, and that's why you're playing December. That's right, Coach. Yep. Well, well, Coach Glass, I appreciate you coming on. Good luck to you. Look forward to seeing you guys play on Saturday. Appreciate it, Coach. Thank you. See you, buddy. All right. All right. Coach Glass feels pretty good. They got a tackle. You know, they've been doing a pretty good job as far as defensively been scoring points uh mouth break this one down for me a little bit who you got in this one prescott it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a war out there at 12 o'clock uh saturday afternoon they're gonna get after it a little bit but i am i'm going with the prescott curly wolves mouth's going with prescott grandma nah is gonna go with boonville Coach Williams is going to go with Boonville. Just, it's mm. going to be tough. It's going to be mm. tough. Going to be tough. The Wolves, both both these teams know how to get there, and they both know how to win. And so it's oh, going yeah. to tough. break I mean, it down. Yeah, break it down, yeah, Coach your Fimble. combined record here is uh, we're 24 and 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we got the right two teams in this one right here. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Beat Glen Rose last week. Boonville did. Uh, what a great name. Their coach is Doc. Probably. I always want a name like that. Like, you know, I think a good coach always has something like Scooter. That's a great yeah. coach's name. Doc. Yeah. How about that? Hey, Coach Doc, what we do on this play? I can only see something like that. Uh, Dax Golf. Uh, yes. That's the name. Boonville's running back. 25 carries last week, 157 yards, two touchdowns. He's over 5,000 yards in his career. He's got 76 uh, touchdowns on the ground alone. Uh, all records there at Moonville. His name is going to be etched. He might end up with a statue out there in like a yard statue out there. Uh, the other one, Ryland Ray, he had 21 carries for 117 yards last week and a touchdown. Uh, they did throw it a little bit, hit the Mattis kid for a touchdown. He had three catches for 70 yards. But, man, they are the Pony Express yes, of sir. high school football yes, sir. right here. You got two backs. Yes, sir. You got a big offensive line, and they're going to lean on them guys all night long. Prescott's defense has really, really played well all year long. Uh, they're they're tough up front. Uh, Genoa Harris is their running back. Outstanding player. I mean, his stats are out the kazoo, too. Uh, so both of these teams kind of mirror each other. I think Prescott might have a little bit better play at quarterback, uh, and they kind of lean on him a little bit. Like I said, both of these games are tight. 
close, and you know, you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. You, everybody's prepared for this. I mean, there's 7,000 followers last week. They're already, you cannot go against the Carly Woods, baby. The Carly Woods are coming. They're coming again. You know why? Because the Carly Woods always come. They're going to show up. They know which gate to go through, which dresser to step in. They know what tie, how to tie their shoes and how to get ready. Uh, they're going to be ready for Boonville in this one. I'm going to take Prescott. Oh, Coach. Oh, I... they might even come down to like a tape measure. <laughs> they might even have to measure there at the goal line. This might be a tape measure game right here. But the Curly Wolves are going to come on. Uh, they're going to figure out how to find them extra inches right here. Extra inches to win. Oh, man. What a game. What a game that's going to be. Oh, let's get to our next Doc, one. Doc Crawley. Doc Crawley. Doc's a good boy. Oh, He's a good one. All right. Our six thirty game. Now, me and you took a little grief over this. Let's just, let's start with the first one. We, let's go with we got Harding Academy, who came up to Elkins. Hey, Harding Academy's beat Malvern and Elkins back to back weeks. Harding Academy is rolling. Uh, I don't know if they can be stopped. And then the, the other one's kind of a little surprised by some people, not some others. Took a little heat from this. Took a little heat. Me and Coach Fimple, We got people calling us and videos over this. The Rivercrest Colts take down Uncle Bo and the Warren Lumberjacks last week. These two teams are very familiar. They played for state championships. Many in both classifications. I think they were three eight one time played against each other. All right. Yeah. Here's what we got going on. Mouth, I don't probably need to ask you, but I'll let you get into this with your heart academy. What are you saying here, buddy? Well, before I get going on that, I asked my sister at at Elkins last Friday night. I said when you when you entered the stadium, did you see a, a statue of Sean Rochelle, the, <laughs> the great UAM quarterback yeah. in, in Elkinsell? And yeah. just so you want to know a little history, uh, last spring, uh, Harding Academy and uh, Rivercrest met for the uh, 4A state baseball championship, yes, which was won by the Har- which was won by Harding Academy. So I see nothing happening different this week. Oh. Our, uh, Coach Evans, Coach Evans just knows his team just knows one thing. That's how to win, baby. How to win. Wow. I'm going with Harding Academy. Mouse going with Harding Academy. Grandma Nah, she loves God's country. She's going to go with River Chris Colts. Coach Williams is going to go with Harding Academy. They just haven't been stopped, man. I mean, it's just kind of it's one of. The, and guess what? Congratulations. We're going to give you a trophy and bump you up to five A. Next year. There you yeah. go. There you go. That's what it works. <laughs> That's what you get. Yeah. You private schools, you need to learn when to lose. That's true. Somewhere along. You, you got to yeah. plan it out, exactly. right? Exactly. Fifth year in the finals. Fifth year. Yeah. That Harden Academy has made the finals. They beat our Elkins Elks last week. Wow. 41 to 27. Uh, they had over 500 yards of total offense. Uh, you know, they came out and said, hey, we were upset about how last year went and Malvern beating us. And they've been on a mission ever since. I think they even are watching this show going, I hope they pick against us uh, because <laughs> I, I think we might have fuel to the fire down there in Harding Academy in Cersei. Uh, but Owen Miller, the quarterback's phenomenal player. Wyatt Simmons, the linebacker that's, you know, going to go to Arkansas, hopefully. Uh, we can hold on to that guy, just make plays. But man, their defensive scheme last week, uh, you know, they get a lead and <laughs> they start rushing three and dropping eight. Yeah. And uh, we weren't used to that in Elkins land. Uh, so it, it, it became a, a great coaching job, I thought, by Harden Academy last week. Of course, you're always going to have those when you, you know, get in the finals. Uh, in Rivercrest, our coats, 
Yes, sir. Our coats, our people out there. Our people, our people, people have there. been speaking. Hey, let me tell you, the people aren't scared. The people are not scared of Harden Academy. Uh, I mean, I've heard today that, hey, we're going to play them in basketball and we're going to play them in uh, <laughs> baseball and we're going to try to beat them in everything we can. So the Colts are not scared. They got a little tradition of themselves. I just don't know if Cortez Kennedy's going to show up. <laughs> I don't I don't know if Cortez is in the building. I mean, he's the second famous person at Rivercrest. Pauline Love's probably the most famous person there at Rivercrest, assistant in Arkansas. Uh, but the Colts, Kobe Turner. Five foot eight, 160 pounds. We like to call him Kobe Dynamite Turner. Small packages, baby. Blown up buildings. He had 29 carries last week, 268 yards and two touchdowns. We're not scared to give it to Kobe <laughs> in his size. Uh, Kevontae Washington's the quarterback at Rivercrest. Uh, rushed it 16 times for 50 yards. Threw five passes just to keep people out of the box, maybe. Just to scare them a little bit. Uh, Marcus Slayton came in and give. Uh, Turner a break with seven carries for 48 yards, one touchdown. And here's the thing about Rivercrest. And Hardy Academy takes advantage of this. If you get caught in fourth down and you go for it, all right, Hardy Academy can stop you. All right, that's that's a big play. So if you ever turn it over, it's even worse Yeah, uh, what can happen. So I'm thinking Rivercrest can pound this thing a little bit. All right. Uh -huh. I, I, think, I think we can pound it. All right. Oh. My people over there, oh. I need you to understand. This is what I'm thinking the plan is. These coats, oh, all right? Good we plan, gotta, man. We, we got a plan. Yeah, we got to go. And you know what? RC's going to be there, baby. <laughs> We're showing up. We're showing up to War Memorial. We're bringing it on. We're bringing tradition and everything with us. All right, we ain't got nothing to lose. All right, this starts right now. We got to get after Harden Academy on both ends. We got to bring everybody we've got. All right, we've got to get after. We got to hold on to the football. We got to move the chains. All right, we got to light the candles on both ends on this one. All right, RC's coming. All right, and we ain't bringing no moon pies. With us. All right, we're coming right there. We're coming right with it right here. You get that? You get that mouth? We're coming for you right there. RC, man, tradition's coming. This is what we've got. I got it. I got it. I might look like a genius. I might look like a genius, and this hat is really big. It's a big hat. Good stuff right there. I tell you what, and Rivercrest will come ready to play, man. I, I mean, hey, hey, I heard they might leave Wednesday. Do you, are they going? I heard, are they, I heard they might just leave Wednesday and go down there and stay a couple of days. Well, are they going? Ready. Are they going to get the box truck with the cold in it? That's the question. Oh yeah, you know the. Box you think, do you think the AAA will let them ride the ride the cold around the stadium? I hope they get coat rides at halftime. Yeah. That's just what I'm hoping. Just one, just feed the coat. Well, you know what we could do, Coach Fimble? We could go down there and start charging people to ride the cold around Warmore Stadium. It, we would make money. We could make some money off. I'm, I'm sure everybody in Rivercrest is going to be there. Oh, there's no I mean, doubt. There's no doubt. You know, yeah. Kaiser, oh, yeah. The, all those places. Man, they'll be all there. Man, it's going to be unbelievable. It'll be a great, oh, yeah. great game. Well, Coach Fimple, it's been a good run. I know we got a special episode later on. Going to have to hand out some awards and see how this yeah, goes. Yeah, baby. Got some, yeah. got some special Working awards. Working on them. Well, I appreciate you coming on, man. We'll see you hey, probably in the next couple of weeks. How's your team doing? How are we playing? Uh, playing pretty good. Went 8-0 uh, off to a good start. Well, that's what we do. It's early, though. Playoff. Playoffs. Yep. Just waiting for the tournament. Hey, 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 hey. Guess, guess what? We're giving up 38.6 points a game, baby. You know why? You know why? You know why? Because we play defense. <laughs> All right, man. See you later, buddy. See ya. See ya. Man, it's hard to believe in its right mouth. We've been 
all season long with just two yeah. games left. I mean, it's it's unbelievable how fast this is yeah. going. Uh, Coach Fimple is uh, is done, is loving his coats and loving his hats. He's getting gear from people. It's yes. unbelievable. Mouth, it, it, I mean, are, are you going to be attending that game? That is, that is correct. Oh, uh, oh. oh. Me and my man Alfred, we're going to be at that game. Oh, so everybody look for for my man Brent with the mouth, with his coaches in the mouth uh, gear on. He'll be out there sporting and getting ready to go. Well, let's go ahead yes, and bring sir. on bring on our last guest here. He's going to talk a little NFL and uh, college football. Might mm-hmm. talk a little bowl games. Which we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. On. Probably have a big feature on that. Everybody picking their bowl games. Let's go ahead and bring on Mr. Triple Crown Derek. Let's bring on a BSN guest, Mr. Triple Crown. Man, Derek, we missed you last week. You've yep. been out traveling all the college football games. My, the Oregon Ducks, Coach Altman, them went down against Washington. It was tough to watch. Washington, you nailed it. They've been rolling. Michigan, uh, do we really consider that a championship game in Iowa? I mean, they could have played. No. <laughs> I mean, they could have played for five hours. They wouldn't have scored, you know, 10 points. The over-under on the – you could have got them on the half, and I don't know why they didn't get all over this, but – which, I mean, obviously it worked, was uh, over a half a point for Iowa on each half. Right? Yeah, and it was like – I mean, you're betting that they aren't going to score, and they didn't. I mean, Yeah, so I, I was, felt pretty confident they wouldn't score. I ain't seen <laughs> – I've, I've watched them a couple of times, probably two hours worth all season. I've never seen them cross the goal line, ever. And they use going backwards. Score. That's what I was worried wow. about. Unbelievable defense. I mean, hell, that guy had to fire his son in the middle of the year. It's bad. I'm sure, Thanksgiving yeah. and Christmas are going to be good after that, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, what I've got here then is so obviously the college polls are out Michigan, Washington, Texas, Bama, Florida State, Georgia, you know, as you go oh, down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, what I did was, is uh, real quick, um, I, I went and said, okay, let's go do a a parlay just based on what what we think, right, before the lines start to move and all that. And so I went and I grabbed um, a uh, 16 parlay. And this is the way I think it's going to play out, personally. You can go and you can mix match anything you want, but this will pay 30 to 1 the way I'm playing it, okay? And so um, first game is Ole Miss and Penn State. And I'll take SEC Ole Miss and the points plus four and a half. I think Ole Miss is, is pretty hot. Uh, Penn State's got a good defense, but Ole Miss moves the ball well. they got an incredible running back and um, the Judkins guy. And uh, the Dart, the quarterback, I think they're good. I've been riding them a lot this year. And so uh, I'll take Ole Miss over Penn State just because of the offense. So that's pick one. Pick two is Wisconsin uh, versus LSU. Uh, the line's minus 10. I'm just going to take LSU to win um, – money line I, I, I don't want to give 10 just because LSU's defense is questionable at times but I will go the 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 money line LSU in that game um next game is um Liberty and at Oregon or versus Oregon it ain't at Oregon but versus Oregon minus 16 I'll take Oregon all day <laughs> minus 16 I think uh, Liberty's gonna get welcome to the big leagues real quick with that game um I think Oregon Arguably could be – I know nobody's even really talked about them just because of all the records in the top four, but I think they could be one of the top four teams in football. Um, the next game is Florida State and Georgia. And I'll take Georgia all day. They are going to come out, and I think, and really just 
their offense will show up, I think, in this game. I mean, I realize that Georgia lost 27-24 to the team that I think is the hottest team. I think Bama's been the hottest team in football. And so I'll take um, Georgia minus 14 in that game. I don't think they'll have a problem covering. Let me, let me throw something at your audience and yourself here. This happened yeah. a couple of hours. It's been a while back. And this is Alabama. You know, they were coming off two back-to-back national championship wins. Boom, they didn't get in the final four. And I remember talking to one of their coaches. It was, they were kind of done. And right. then I believe Utah came in there yep. and smoked them. This- and so you got to really watch during this time. And you're right. I mean, who's leaving? Who's staying? Who's, who's yep. not playing and all that? But go ahead. Interrupt that, you know, no, you're totally, you're totally right. That could happen with these bowl games. I think you've got to start watching that. But if you haven't bet, like just not just that game, any of these yeah. games, like who's sitting out, who's not. Um, you know, I was listening to a thing this morning. They're talking about the, you know, when it goes to twelve. Yeah, that might be like you know us going to a uh, the the sixty four in basketball. Yeah, you don't hear us sitting out in basketball. No, right. And so maybe if anything, this the the twelve will help with that. But uh, then I'll take Georgia minus 14, and then they get to the top four. way I see it is I'm going to take Bama in any points I can get. I just I just think they're going to be in a tight game. And so that game right, that right now, that line's plus two um, on Oakland anyway it is. And I'll take Bama plus two at Michigan. Now, that's probably the toughest game to pick. Yeah. Honestly, I, yeah. I think Michigan go the way. I just don't know if Michigan's been tested outside of Ohio State. Have like, not. They haven't, right? No. That's I, that's the way I see it. Bama's coming off a hard win. Uh, Bama's quarterback is playing the best football. I mean, they're lucky to get past Auburn, but they're, he's playing the best football I've seen uh, him play all year. And and I will take Bama with that amount of time for Saban to get ready. And then obviously Washington, Texas is a no-brainer for me. Washington plus four. I don't. I think that they're going to romp Texas. I think that you've been saying. I think Texas is overrated. I think Texas, only reason they're in this conversation is they caught, and y'all been talking about this, I'm sure, all week. They caught Bama at the beginning of the year when Bama yeah. didn't even know who the quarterback was. Yeah. Right? I mean, and so you, you he, just nailed it. And they figured, you know, took them two weeks. Bama did. And, and we kept saying, okay, they figured it out. We're going to run the ball and play defense. And we just carried that all the way to the SEC yeah. championship game. I mean, that, guy, yeah. that guy's been around a little bit. He knows how to that's, win. That's exactly right. So those six games is 30 to 1. Right, so you know, mate, I know, I know, not everybody wants to go play thirty-one and six games. Pick three of those games out, yeah. right, and you're going to get a good eight to one or, or uh, seven to one out of something. So, I'm going to play that. I've already got a uh, hundred bet on that, so I'm going to do that. <laughs> so that's going, that's happening. Um, so then let's go to NFL real quick, and then we'll talk a little bit about horses because this is yeah. opening weekend of Oakland. So NFL, um, pellets. I had two monster parlays working last night with all the thing that had to happen was uh, the Chiefs had to win, wow. beat Green Bay. Yeah. <laughs> they can't score. They can't score. I don't know what Brace Chiefs are doing, man, but they can't score right now. But actually, they need a damn some more receivers. I mean, you've got a tight end as your yeah. best receiver, so they're killing me. But uh, here's my picks for NFL this week. Um, Houston's at the Jets. I'm going to take them just to win. Houston to win. Jets don't – they're on their fourth quarterback. I, you know, Houston, I think, is – they're in a – they're chasing the um, they're chasing the Jags, and they're trying to get in through the wild card. So I like the way Houston's playing. Uh, the next game is Colts at Bengals. You know Colts. Nobody's talking about the Colts, but they're mm-hmm. like seven and five. Yes, sir. And the Bengals are falling apart. I think you're going. You know, um, the Bengals are running off pieces. 
uh, essentially. Seahawks at 49ers. There's my team, man. I think the 49ers wow. are, are the best team in football as long as they stay healthy, and specifically McCaffrey, as long as he stays healthy and you keep Greenlaw, or Greenlaw from punching bodyguards on the sideline. You, you, know? you know, the the guy, you know, it's just football. It happens, you know. And, I know. and, and uh, the security guard, I, he's head of security, and I, you know, all that part of it. But but you nailed the 49ers, man. If I think Shanahan gets in there before the game goes, it's a big game, guys need to play this week. And they just destroy people. And you right. nailed it. They play so violently. If they can stay healthy. Yeah. Man, I, they got I pieces. It's, it's, hey, how would you like to be in an offense to where if your last resort to throw the ball is George Kittle? Yeah. Right? He's out there blocking and doing all this other yeah. stuff that nobody wants to do. And then last resort, he's he's open. If you look at Patrick Mahomes and his offense, he's the first, he's the only resort, you know, <laughs> like finding open spots. And he's yeah. like, you know, he played quarterback in college and he knows where the open spots are like Edelman and Cobb and all these guys. So, you know, but it's crazy. Uh, I think 49ers are on a hot streak. They're going to knock the Seahawks out. And then the last game, Eagles and Cowboys, uh, I'm taking points. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take Eagles all day. I'll take plus three points. That's an eight to one, five team parlay right there. So Eagles Houston money line, Colts money line, Niners money line. Uh, actually, sorry, four four team. Eagles plus three plays eight to one because you're playing the plus three, and then the Colts is essentially almost a pick them. It's like a two 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 point yeah. line. So that's what I've got on NFL this week. Um, big week for me. I got to st- yeah. uh, really start buckling down and studying horses. Yep, it's they're they're hitting the trumpet over there at Oakland, getting ready right now. They are, you know, the, my my the girl at Oakland comments says I need more paper. We're out this year, so remember it's the pink sheet whenever you go. Yeah. Um, I will be putting out. On, uh, I've been slacking a little bit. I've been really busy with work, but um, on TikTok, uh, I will be putting out every day. I will be putting out at least one pick. Now that pick will not be my best bet because my best bet's on my sheet. Right. Um, whenever we have our, our, whenever I'm on this show, I will give the best bet of the weekend. Um, and I'll give some exotic, some, uh, a couple pick fours, some, uh, some trifectas and exactas, right? Cause everybody likes to play those. But haven't got to even study yet. The horses will probably be posted tomorrow. Um, and then I'll be, I'll get it all knocked out for the whole weekend. Well, so. great. Well, great. Let me ask you this for any, uh, Jockey trainer combos we need to kind of keep an eye on going into Oakland. Yeah. Um, you know, my man my man's uh Asmussen has always been my man. Yeah. And he kicked Santana out. Like he kicked I know. him out. I know. And yeah, but, I mean that really, problems. really bought problems. I don't know what happened there. I think I I've got there's some rumors I think I know, but uh, you know, I'd rather not say, but um but Torres is on fire. I don't care. I think early on you need to watch Torres. Uh, whoever he's on, he's going to get the best uh, the best uh, trainer and the best horses. And then if Rosario, um, as he gets there, because it, it takes him a little bit to get there, whenever he's on Aspuson's horses, they're live. And, uh, and then, of course, you'll get Cox with flow and things like that. So, yeah, we'll start to watch those um, and, and follow those trends and, and help you guys pick out the ones that are the winners. Um, we actually, 
you know, I'm, what I'm looking at right now are the, are the horses that are shipping from tracks that are hot, right? That's the key. I mean, nobody wants to go bet a horse that hasn't ran in months, right? So if you get one of these horses that are hot coming from another track, the other ones will be their tongue be hanging out, coming down the back stretch, and they just keep running. So it's the key. It's early. It's how you make money early in the year. Well, in, in Oklahoma, it's, it's one of the most difficult tracks there is in, in, in the, the nation, one of the best tracks in the nation, and the quality of horses, jockeys, trainers, unbelievable, unbelievable. Well, so, make sure if you hit Oakland, find the pink sheet, baby. Find the yep. pink sheet. Uh, uh, it, it comes in handy. Trust me, I, for personal experience, it does come in handy. And yeah, and I will say this. I've been having some people reach out to me about sports on, hey, how you do this? How you doing that? How you saying when you're getting your moving points? Hey, you know, just instant, just message me on, on TikTok or Instagram, and I'll answer your questions. If anybody has questions, um, I like answering questions like that. So uh, I like trying to help people. I've had some hecklers on there saying, you can't get that. I'm like, okay, I'm just making this stuff up for fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean. Everybody's perfect. You wouldn't be working right now if you were perfect at this. I mean, you're just better than everybody else I know. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Well, Derek, I appreciate you coming on. We'll get into Oakland. We'll like, tag us on the stuff. We'll run it on our story on, on, on our stuff, too. You can check it out on Coach's, Coach's Pod, uh, on our IG and, and, and uh, X, and we'll, we'll try to retweet it and everybody can get it. But appreciate you coming on, man. Sounds good. And hey, by the way, one last thing is just because college football is over doesn't mean we're done. Oh, I do no. college basketball. I, I love it. I've been yeah. playing all the time. Uh, I got a setup. I've got four 75 inch TVs behind me. I like it. 150 inch. So we're about to have Triple Crown Sports Arena in here, you know, so it's going to be good. That's what I'm talking about. See, that, that's a guy getting prepared, getting his, his group, his, his people ready. Being, I mean, yeah. not missing anything like that right there, man. I love it. I love it. I love where it's all, it's all coming together now. And everything. All right. But we'll see you next week, buddy. All right. See you guys. Take care. Man, what information. What what a show. I mean, you got state championship games coming on. And then, you know, just bringing these guys on, talking about the coaching changes mm-hmm. with Bobby P and Coach Mateos and what they're going to bring to the table. I mean, that's information our audience you just don't get on a on a daily basis. And uh man, what a show. Look forward to next week. Bray, uh break it down to work um, unbelievable last week. Yep. I mean, followers and I mean <clears throat> big week. subscribers big week. and 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 views. Make sure that you're you're hitting that subscribe button. Go ahead, Bray, break it down for us. Subscribes and likes on YouTube is everything. Um so so we're looking for those. Uh that's where we're gonna post all of our content. Um, now, of course, on X, we're under Coaches Pods, our handle. Uh, you can find our shows there, but they'll redirect you right to YouTube. So you might as well just go ahead on YouTube and look for us there. Well, and I'll tell you what, hit that subscribe button. We're excited. We're, we're you know, football's draining, coming to, to close in high school, but boy, you got the bowl games. We got the mm-hmm. NFL playoffs, and we got some high school basketball and the Razorback basketball coming on. So really looking forward to it. Well, this is Coach, for Coach Jeff Williams, Coach Bray Cook, the Mouth Brent Bender. We'll see you next time.